The last few weeks of Advent, we've been working through the book of Luke and examining a number of the songs that are wrapped up here in this gospel. A couple weeks ago, we looked at Mary's song. Last week, we looked at Zechariah's song. Today, we're going to look at the angel's song. And this is going to be in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. I'd like to just read the verses for you at first. And as you're listening, many of you have heard these verses many times. What I'd like to challenge you to think about is what strikes you most as you hear them this time. Okay? So this is Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And I'm going to be reading, um, I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. You all have in your, in your um, pew Bibles, that's the NIV. NIV and ESV, very similar. But because our quizzers, our Bible quizzers are quizzing out of the ESV version this year in an attempt not to confuse them, uh, I'm going to be reading from the ESV. So if a couple of the little words are different, hang in there. It, it all says the same thing. But this is what Luke chapter 2 says. It says, In the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there with the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. A very familiar story. You've heard it before. You hear it most every Christmas if you're the kind of person who hangs out around churches at Christmas time. What did you notice? Just as you read or as you followed along or as you heard, what jumped out at you? What did the Spirit put on your heart? Just just let me know. What hit you? Nothing. (laughs) So many messages have been hitting us and we got nothing. What hit you? Anything? Anybody fall asleep? Was anybody bored? Anybody say, I've heard this before, Let, tell me when he says something new? What'd you hear? Fear not. Ah, oh, good one. Fear not. Yeah, angels show. Oh, we'll talk about that some more, I think, Steph. Fear not. What else did you hear? What'd you notice? Glory to God. I'm with you. Good news. Great joy. Let's go see. <laughs> we sort of heard that in there. Yeah, yeah, it hits us for sure. There's a lot in these passages, right? Sometimes it just takes us a moment to kind of break the ice and and remember what's there. We're going to look a little bit more deeply here. I think it's always just interesting to see what do others hear because sometimes that helps me to have a little bit more clarity clarity on what I think I'm hearing. So quick summary. Um, At this time in the story, we have already read that Joseph went up from Galilee to Bethlehem with Mary, who was with child. While they were there, it says in Luke 
Chapter 2, verse 6, while they were there in Bethlehem, Mary gave birth to her firstborn son, laid him in a manger. There was no place for them in the inn. You've heard about this, right? Question, do you ever feel like a loser? (laughs) Wow, that's honesty. Praise God. Yeah, do you ever feel like a loser? Try laying your son in a manger. Or maybe if we were to to bring it to contemporary terms, maybe you have your child and just lay them in a back seat or in a pile of blankets on your bed in the basement of your friend's parents' house. Mary, Mary is not at home in a perfectly prepared nursery. Mary is not even in a nice hotel room. There was no space for them. You ever feel like a loser? I wonder what it must have felt like to be Mary and Joseph with this child. And what do they do? They lay him in a feed trough. Well, here's where the story continues. Verse 8. In the same region, that is in the same place, same general area where Joseph and Mary were, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. These folks were the losers of their area. Shepherding was not a desirable job. These are not desirable people. Most of us don't realize this today because we don't frankly have a lot of shepherds in our area. And here in this area and in this church, those of you who do work with animals, those who care for animals, you farmers, you are respected for the work that you do. You are seen as people who know what you're doing and and we don't just say, oh, there comes another farmer. Some people say that about you in some places, right? But that's not really how our part of the world is right now. There is respect there. But, But these shepherds, in that time and in that place, they were doing an important job watching over the sheep, but it was not a desirable job. It was dirty and dangerous. These guys were out in the elements all the time. People knew that shepherds were coming because they smelled like their work. I want to ask you again, do any of you ever feel like a loser? I'm not trying to pick at any old scabs here, but I think there is some truth that we need to understand today. See, sometimes people tell us that we're losers or that we're worthless or that we're no good. Those are hard words to overcome. Sometimes we just feel like a loser or we feel like a poser, like we have to hide in our strengths and and put aside all the things that are weak. I'm never going to go there again. I'm I'm never going to get into that again. I'm not going to try that anymore because that just shows me that I can't do it. And so some of us spend our whole lives avoiding people and situations so that we can avoid the shame that comes along with being exposed as a loser. Some of us just lose a lot. And it's hard not to feel like a loser when you've been losing over and over and over again. I remember being a seventh grader in the Solanco School District. I was on the junior high, junior varsity basketball team. And I remember going into Lancaster to one of the McCaskey Middle Schools to play basketball at the beginning of our season. This is the late 80s for those of you who are just wondering what the math is working out like. And I'll tell you, our team lost as soon as we stepped off the bus. We walked into that junior high school in Lancaster, and again, late 80s, there was chain link security and cameras in the hallways to the gym, and us boys from Quarryville were not ready for that. As they went through warm-ups, every eighth grader on their team jumped up and touched the rim, which was a big deal when you were a seventh grader who couldn't jump at all. We got beat 72 to 10, and I don't know how we scored 10 We didn't win a game all year, and I'll tell you, it's hard not to feel like a loser when you lose that often. These mighty angels, they showed up to announce this message to these guys 
who were literally outside of society. They were out in the fields. And I think this message spoken by these angels to these people should be a reminder to us that there is room for all of us, even those of us who feel like losers, who have been called losers, who might be losers. There is room for all of us in God. There is room for losers at the foot of the cross. Luke 2 verse 9 says that an angel of the Lord appeared to these shepherds. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Why were they filled with great fear? Why did they have to be told fear not? Well, there's a story in the book of Kings and in Isaiah. It's echoed in Chronicles. They talk about how the nation of Israel was facing an Assyrian army. And the Assyrian army had 185,000 soldiers. God decided to step in on behalf of the Israelites, and God sent one angel to wipe out 185,000 soldiers. One angel took out 185,000, and one of these fellows shows up to these shepherds in their fields at night. You'd be scared too, and so would I. The angel said to them, fear not. I can see that you're afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, that will be for all the people. A lot of powerful words in there, and some of you highlighted them a few minutes ago, but I, I really like there at the end, all the people. God is proving already, God is proving that there is room for the despised and the downcast and the defeated of society by sending this angel to these fellows at this time. An angel appeared to the shepherds of all the folks that could have taken this message around, he appeared to the shepherds. He didn't appear to somebody who had a, a communications network or to somebody that could put out a decree right away. He appeared to these fellows in the field. And the angel said, fear not, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Now, you and I have gotten pretty comfortable with this passage. But do you remember what we talked about last week? By the time this was happening here in Bethlehem and, and Mary and Joseph and the baby and the manger and the shepherds and the angels, by the time this was happening, the Jewish folks had been waiting for a savior for centuries and God had not sent them a new message or a new prophet in over 400 years. God had been largely silent for a long time and now breaks onto the scene with a child in a manger and an angel in the field. Glory to God in the highest. Good news, great joy. Now, I, I just wonder what it must have been like. I put myself in the shoes of those shepherds to be there quaking in fear. What do you think it felt like when they heard what they heard? Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Unto you, me? Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. I don't know. It, we don't really see what the shepherds were thinking until it's all over when they go and tell their friends. They certainly bought it. But I wonder, at any point did they say, really? Like, is he talking to us? Is, does he mean what I think 
he means? Is he talking? I mean, this is a very specific message, right? It talks about a location, the city of David. It talks about a person and a name, Christ the Lord. It gives them a sign. There's a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. So it's a very specific message, not the kind of thing that somebody might make up, but I wonder if those shepherds there just were scratching their heads a little bit because this would have been something. Some people accidentally give us messages that are untrue, right? Have you ever heard anything that wasn't true? Sometimes people make a mistake. Sometimes there's a misunderstanding of what they heard. Sometimes the feelings or prejudices of a person shade the message they give you. I wonder if the angels or if the shepherds said, does he know who he's talking to? You've noticed that some people, some people are just liars. They intentionally tell you things that are not true because they have an agenda of some kind. And, and it seems to me that these fellows would have been able to see through that because, well, this is an angel from the Lord. But I wonder as they were standing there if they thought, okay, what are they telling us? Can we buy it? Can we believe it? All right, it's an angel from God, okay, reliable source. We don't see any questions from the shepherd. They, they seem to have all the information they needed. But did you hear what I heard? Did you see what I see? We still sing that song today, right? But they were given a sign. And they were told that they could find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Sometimes we have to do some research to find out the truth, right? And these shepherds, this is what they did. They didn't question the messenger. And they didn't ask a whole lot of whole lot of questions at all from what we can see from what scripture tells us. This is just all guesswork. But they did do some research. It says that these shepherds, they went with haste to see the sign that they were told about. But now I'm getting ahead of myself. Suddenly, verse 13, there had been one angel, one angel strong enough to wipe out 185,000 people. But now suddenly there was with that angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. One angel says, fear not. Now we've got a multitude, a multitude. This is like angels beyond number. This, this huge crowd, you can't even see the guy in the back row. What would that be like if one is enough to have you quaking? Now you've got this whole choir. What would that sound like? Some of you were with me last week as we went to the memorial service for Pastor Wes Boyer. It was a Conestoga Mennonite church. Pastor Wes had been the, the pastor at Media Mennonite Church in the 1980s and the 1990s. And so Pastor Wes had, had been in a number of churches, had a lot of friends and, and a lot of folks who really loved him. And in that room at Conestoga Mennonite Church, it was just packed with family and friends and those who were coming to support each other. We sang songs at that memorial service, songs out of the old hymnal. And it was a very simple accompaniment on the piano. But I'll tell you, I almost wept as I sat in the back row and listened to that room filled with those people, everyone singing the harmonies that they had been singing since they were little boys and little girls in their Mennonite churches and in their Amish churches. That was a group that could sing. And as I sat in the very back corner, I could hear a group of tenors over here who were really excited to sing the high notes. And I could, I could hear, even though they were in front of me, I could hear a group of basses up here in the front just carrying the song with the power of their masculine sounds. 
the ladies were fantastic because in every room where we sing, the ladies are always fantastic. But rarely do you hear men sing like that, and it was glorious. I did. I had to quit singing a couple times. I'm getting choked up now. Side note, men, as you get older, do you find that you get choked up about more stuff? I'm 46. I'm not, like, really old yet. (laughs) Right? Brandon? But I find the things, especially music and, and, and stuff about the Lord, just chokes me up in a way that, huh, it's, it's different than before. What would it have been like? I, I remember being at, that, being at that memorial service a week ago, and it still touches me to think about the way the songs sounded. What would it be like to hear angels beyond number? Singing out, glory to God in the highest. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. This wasn't a message that had to be brought. This is actually kind of just commentary in addition to what the first angel had already said. The first angel said, you know, hey, there's, there is going to be a child born, or there has been a child born who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. The shepherds had everything they needed to know to be able to go find him. They had their instructions. They had their description. But now this choir comes out and just says, mm, glory to God. It's like they couldn't hold it in anymore. On earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so we've got this angel choir giving their commentary, adding to the message that's been brought already, and they're talking about peace. Peace means a lot of things to a lot of people. Peace means one thing to the soldier who has been at war. Peace means another thing to the mother of a sick baby. Peace means another thing to a child whose parents won't stop fighting. Peace usually, in in our terms, in our thinking, peace usually means the end of something, the end of a war, the end of a nonstop, colicky, crying child, the end of a heart-wrenching dispute. But what are these angels talking about? They're talking about peace, right? There's a promise here. But is it a promise of of just things settling down or or wars stopping or, or the people around me knocking it off? That doesn't seem to be what they're talking about. All those things are just temporary forms of peace because wars are going to break out again and babies are going to cry again. Relationships will get strained again. These angels, these are are talking about a peace that only a Messiah can bring. It's more of a permanent kind of a peace. It's the kind of thing that gets deep down in our heart and in our bones. They're talking about the kind of peace that can take a self-absorbed, willful, sinful person like you and I, and because of Jesus Christ, that stuff can all be taken away, and now we can be at peace with God. Those whom God favors, those are the people who understand and embrace the truth that Jesus Christ is our Savior, and God is offering through the message of these angels a chance for us to have peace in our relationships, even here on earth. I'd like to promise you that this Christmas you can have peace in all your relationships, but I can't promise that. I can't promise you that when you go to grandma and grandpa's house or mom and dad's house that there's not going to be that aunt or that uncle or that cousin that just doesn't stir the pot and cause a lot of trouble. They'll probably still be there. Some of you know the dread that comes with some of these things that you feel like you have to do over Christmas, right? Not everything feels peaceful all the time. 
The Bible doesn't promise that everything is going to be nice and easy. But what do these angels say? They say there will be peace on earth. This is the kind of thing that Jesus, that, that, that Jesus talked about. It's the kind of thing that Paul wrote about in Romans 12. Paul said, if it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Not because they are peaceful, but because there's something in you, something you can do. Earthly peace is an elusive thing. There will always be selfish people who grab and take. There will always be nations that are ready, excited even, to take up arms against each other. Some groups of people just refuse to get along. How far do we have to look into our world news to see examples of this? Earthly peace is an elusive thing, but in Christ, and I believe what these angels are talking about, in Christ, we have the ability to not be the kind of people that stir up and cause distractions and destructions and disturbances in the peace. We have the ability to rise above the conflict, even to be at ease in the midst of it. Why? Because we have a savior. We've been forgiven of our sins, those of us who believe in Jesus. And Jesus is saving us and then sending this Holy Spirit to dwell in us. Jesus actually gives us the ability to be at peace with God and at peace with our past and at peace with ourselves. Do you know that peace? Peace on earth. Do you know what I mean when I say you don't have to be a slave to your past? You can be at peace with that. You, you, don't, you don't have to go back and, and have your gut wrench every time you think about that hard thing, that, that time that you lost, that time that you were beaten, that time that you were yelled at, that time that you were defeated, that, that time that things didn't go that way, that time that things felt so bad or seemed so bad. You don't have to be a slave to all that. Jesus gives us peace from our past. The angel song gives us hope that we can be delivered from the things that have happened to us. If there's anything in your past that brings you sadness or grief or loneliness, this song promises that you can be at peace. If there's anything in your past that brings you regret over the things that you've done or said or, or the things that, that have hurt the people that you love, that, that you caused, this song promises that you can be at peace. The Bible says in Psalm 103 that as far as the east is from the west, so has God removed our transgressions from us. The slate is wiped clean with God when we come to him in Jesus Christ. All things are new with him. And if you get excited in the last week or two when you saw some snowflakes coming down, I was excited last weekend just to, just to see a bit of it. I was a little further north from here, and, and as I got further south, the snow disappeared and disappeared and disappeared. But isn't it so fun you see the brown, the, the brown of this stick season turned into the white of snow season? Isn't that beautiful? For a few moments, it, it kind of just covers everything and looks new. This is like what Scripture says in Isaiah 1, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. The world promises us all kinds of peace. What's every commercial about from the middle of October until December 26th? If you could nail Christmas, just get it just right, maybe a car in the driveway with a bow on it, we can all be happy. But you know it comes with six years of payments, right? <laughs> or if we can all just sit down at a nice meal together and, and be wearing just the right kind of sweater, we can all be happy. But are those meals peaceful? Is your family gathering happy all the time? How many of you have difficult family dynamics to deal with in the next few weeks? Oh, the world promises us all kind of, if we, just, if, if we just sit down, if we just buy some more stuff. The angels promise peace on earth. I think that covers our past. 
I think that peace can transcend all of what we are so that we can have peace here in the present. And this message that they're proclaiming, the Savior that was born, also brings us peace for the future. There's a fellow named Ed Roll. He's a pastor, and, and I enjoy reading him. He says that we often think of peace as a time when we just don't have any trials and troubles. It's, it's the absence of pain and suffering and heartache. That's what we think of with peace. Now, that kind of peace, nice as it is, cannot be sustained We need a peace that can help us to rise above our circumstances because circumstances never stay stable for long, do they? The problem with with seeking peace is that it's so easily disturbed if you're looking at it from a worldly perspective. But but Jesus Christ, the Savior who was born, in him we're allowed to have a clear head and a peaceful heart in the midst of the insanity. Do you need peace in the present? The angels speak about that. And as we look forward to the future, all the what-ifs. What if I lose my job? What if I lose my retirement again? What if I lose the election? What if I lose a loved one? What did the angels say? They say, we've got a Savior. And the angels spoke it to the shepherds. Even the losers, the shepherds in the field can be at peace. Peace among those with whom he is pleased. Who are those with whom he is pleased? In 1 Timothy 2, Paul writes to Timothy this old apostle writing to a young pastor and he says, I urge you that petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people. In other words, Timothy, tell your church to pray for folks, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives and all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants all people to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. What pleases God? When people are saved and they have a knowledge of the truth and they love others enough to pray for them. And the angels told the shepherds, and now we know too that there is peace from the past, in the present, and for the future for those who are saved in Jesus Christ and who live lives marked by love and praying for others. Do you remember what Jesus told his disciples in John 16 as he's kind of giving his final speech to them before he dies on the cross and goes to heaven? He says, disciples, I've told you all these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so we see the fulfillment of the announcement that the angels made. This child, there can be peace on earth, but that's not an earthly peace. Do you see the distinction? Do you you see what I'm driving at here? You can have peace while you're on the earth, but it's not going to be because of the earth. It's not going to be because the situation's finally better. It's because while you're here on earth, the Holy Spirit can indwell you and lift you up in such a way that you can stand in front of an angel choir and not be afraid. And you can face all the challenges and turmoil and not be so worried that you can't go on. No, you can press on because why? Well, God is with you. This is the message of the angels. And when the angels, verse 15 of Luke chapter two, when the angels went away from the shepherds back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, well, let's go see. Let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that we we were told where it was. We were told what to look for. Baby in a manger and swallowing. When we don't see that every day, we'll know it. What? We'll know it when we see it. Let's go see this thing that's happened, which the Lord has made known to us which the Lord has made known to us. See, they, they trusted the messenger. They could understand that this was from God because angels don't show up every day. I know some friends, and I myself have seen angels that were not God's servant angels, but they are angels who are fallen. Have you ever had one of those dreams or one of those visions where you saw a demonic presence in your mind or in your world? Yeah, that happens too. And you know it when you see it, right? Right? 
These guys knew what they were seeing. This is from the Lord. Let's go see. And it says in verse 16 that they went with haste. They went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. They didn't just say, well, let's get there. Maybe we ought to stop for a Coke, you know? No, with haste. Any of you, any of you been trying to act in haste and other people are holding you back? How was it getting out of the back door this morning? Trying to get everybody, those of you with children, getting everybody in the car. Let's go. It's time. We got to get, the program's going to be at 930. We got to get to church. Do you know what it's like to try to be hasty? And the others are not? Yeah, we know what this is like. The angels went with haste. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known, this is verse 17 of Luke chapter 2, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. What were they told? What were they told? This is good news of great joy. This is a savior. This is Christ the Lord. This is for all the people. When they saw it, they made known the saying, Mary, Joseph, do you know what the angels told us? This is Christ the Lord. This is a savior. This is for all the people. And it says in verse 18 that all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. It's a little different hearing it from a group of dirty guys who are just out in the field than it is to hear it from an angel and then an angel's chorus. It's a little, it's a little unfortunate, but the message is shaded by the messenger, isn't it? These guys believed it. They bought it all. It's from God. This is clearly a God thing. But all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And you would wonder too if a couple of dirty guys that you knew from the dairy farm down the road came in this morning and said, hey guys, we saw Jesus. He's in Oxford. I don't know where that accent came from. I've never heard a dairy farmer in this area say it like that. Forgive me all. But you would wonder, wouldn't you? If a couple of dirty, smelly guys just right off of their shift at work walked in and said, hey, we saw that, you'd wonder. But Mary, Mary treasured up all these things. She could recognize the truth of what they were saying. Why? Because God had already spoken to her. She had an in. She saw it. She felt it. She delivered it. And now she's living it. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Church, church, whatever you're going through, whatever you've been through, and whatever you're afraid of, is there a possibility that this message can help you to live with peace? You can be set free from your past and all that garbage back there that was caused by you or caused by others. You can be set free. It's called being forgiven. And our Savior, when we ask him, he forgives us. We say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are the Son of God. Would you forgive me for my sins? And and that's when it becomes true, what Isaiah said, that we'll be washed and we'll become whiter than snow. We can be saved from our past. And we can have peace in the present, knowing that, that we don't have to be guilty in front of God anymore. And we don't have to stand up guilty in front of humanity anymore. We know that right now, whatever it is that we're facing, because there's, there's tough stuff right now, right? We know, we know that we don't have to cower and shake in shame because our Savior gives us peace. 
And we can step into tomorrow, even this afternoon, not with a, a kind of cocky confidence that says, I've got this. No, you don't have anything. But if you have a savior, you can have peace. And you can walk forward saying, whatever comes, I'm going to be okay. Because he who has started a good work in me is going to see it through to the end. Whatever comes, I'm going to be okay. Because even if I die, I know that Jesus Christ, this Prince of Peace, is preparing a place for me in heaven today. Whatever comes, even if I lose all my stuff, even if I lose all my friends, even if I lose all my family, I can still have peace because God is looking over me. That is the power of Jesus Christ. That's what the angels came to say. And that's the calling for you and I. To receive peace in Jesus Christ and respond with glory and praise. Even now. Even now, whatever you're dealing with, there can be peace, but only in Jesus. And it's available right now. Would you come to him? Would you lay your life down in front of Jesus? All the guilt of the past, would, would you just ask him to forgive you? All the stuff that you've done so wrong, even so recently, would you ask Jesus to forgive you? And would you ask him to lead you forward in a better way? It's incredible the power of Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit to help us to live. Why? Because we've got this promise. We've got this promise of peace on earth for those on whom his favor rests. Would you pray with me? And I'm going to invite you to pray silently just for a moment because I know there are some of you who need to unload some things right now. You need to ask Jesus to forgive you of that stuff of the past and, and that stuff that you were thinking about even just a moment ago and the plans that you were making for the future. You need to ask him to, to forgive you of that and to bring peace into your life through his salvation and through his sanctification. So I'm going to give you a moment of silence and then I'm going to wrap us up in prayer before we sing our last song. Let's pray quietly together. Lord, you sent your angel to the shepherds these 2,000 years ago. We read about it in the Bible and we believe it to still be true. Lord, through that angel, you said to them, fear not, for there is good news of great joy that is for all the people. Unto us is born a Savior who is Christ the Lord, a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And Lord, Lord, you allowed the angel choir to come after that. <sighs> Lord, you allowed the angel choir to come after that singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace for those upon whom your favor rests. Lord, Lord, help us to find your peace through your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, you deserve all glory and all honor. And we don't deserve any. But help us, Lord, to find our peace in you, to humble ourselves and come to you. To recognize that, that you don't despise us, but you love us. 
Even though others have called us losers and others have put us down, even though we sometimes have, have talked about ourselves that way, Lord, Lord, you love us. And this message is good news for all the people. So Lord, help us to believe it and buy it and live it so we can find your peace here on earth and forevermore. Lord, we love you and we praise you in the powerful name of your same, in the powerful name of your son, Jesus Christ. He is our Savior. He is our peace. It's in his name that we pray. Amen. Would you stand as we